0: Okay, so this morning we're going to be continuing with the traditional sequence of cultivating metta by moving on now to offering kindness to this so-called difficult person. And traditionally this category was known as the enemy, but even though we might soften the language from enemy to difficult person, there's a clue still in the name that the difficult person is difficult. So this is uh, inherently a more challenging category of the practice. It is uh, quite a stretch. So before we move into it, I'd like to uh, give just a few different uh, ways of working with this category. So we use the term difficult person to refer to someone who we're currently having some difficulties with. We're not trying to fix them eternally, forever, as my difficult person. So, keeping in mind that we're not putting them in that category forever, it's just someone who, in the in this current situation, there are challenges with. And there's just a practical thing that giving the instructions. If I had to say the person that I'm currently having difficulties with every time, it will be quite a mouthful. So. Saying difficult person is just shorthand for this person where there might be some kind of tension, some perhaps friction, some irritation, some dislike. Notice that I didn't say abject loathing or intense (laughs) hatred or murderous (laughs) rage because we're keeping in mind that this is a gradual path of cultivation. We're taking the path of least resistance. So as you know, we start with what we might think of as easy people, the benefactor, the good friend, perhaps ourselves, the neutral person, and then we move to this so-called difficult person. And within the category of difficult person itself, we want to also gradually build our meta muscle. So using that weightlifting analogy, we don't start with a 100-pound weight. We start with 5 or 10 So we're choosing, really encouraging you to choose someone that we have relatively minor difficulties with, not an ex-partner or a family member you haven't spoken to for decades or the boss who fired you without justification or the neighbor from hell. You know, Something that's a little more simple, a little more straightforward. So if we think of this as a scale from 0 to 10, with 10 being the most intense challenge in your life, keep it to a two or a three, well within an easier range. And even though we might choose someone who's only mildly difficult, sometimes it's still challenging to find a way in. So to find a way into genuinely offering them some kindness, some goodwill. So we might need to, to get creative, to try different approaches that might help just to spark that warmth. So one possibility is to try and see the person more holistically. You know, with a difficult person, we tend to fixate on all the difficult things they did and all the difficult aspects of their personality. So trying to open up our perspective to include more of the whole of who they are because most people have at least some good qualities alongside what we find challenging. If we find that difficult... Um, in terms of ourselves to see that, we might remember most people have friends. Most people have partners and family members who care about them. So trying to see our difficult person through somebody else's eyes and to acknowledge that, well, other people find things about this person that are not so difficult. If that doesn't work, you can try thinking of them as a baby. That suggestion I gave the other day remembering them when they were a little baby or a small child. Probably not as difficult then, at least not for you. (laughs) We can also go to the other end of the life spectrum, maybe thinking of them as they're going to die, they will die. We know that for sure. So depending on the circumstances of the person you're working with, just to see if acknowledging that truth might help shift might help soften something. Another um, possibility is to keep in mind that um, when we're doing this, we're not condoning any difficult behavior, any things they may have done to us that were harmful. It's not about denying that, not about denying the truth that we may have been hurt in some way. So we try to keep in mind that the person also has good qualities but also that hurt people hurt people. So this person is probably on some level acting out their own hurt and pain and distress and trying to drop down to that level perhaps can help spark some compassion. So hurt people hurt people and healed people healed people. That's the other side of this equation, so whether or not uh, working with a difficult person heals them in any way, it's definitely an opportunity to heal our own hearts, so it's of benefit to us, if no one else. And so working with a difficult person can be a very powerful way of bringing more ease and more spaciousness to our own hearts and minds. And even keeping all of that in mind, it's likely that um, at least at times working with a difficult person might bring up some difficult emotions from time to time. So you might like to keep in mind some of those strategies that I offered the other night. The first one, if you remember, was ABC. So we might feel that clenching, resistance, reactivity, contraction, Can I make a bigger container? Can I make space for that reaction? Not resisting it or clamping down on it, but just opening and softening. If that still starts to feel too difficult, you might take that strategic withdrawal and move back one category, perhaps to the neutral person, perhaps further to the good friend or the benefactor, or perhaps towards compassion for yourself. And if even that feels too challenging, you can just uh, temporarily drop the metta and come back to the breath, perhaps remembering this aspect of the breath as receiving and releasing. So breathing in and receiving health, receiving life, breathing out and releasing whatever's no longer useful, letting go. So, these are just a few suggestions to, uh, in relation to working with the challenges that might come up, but really uh, you're encouraged to find whatever works for you, whatever helps you to stay present with some degree of balance. And I will be using the reciting phrases method of practice again, just to say that when we work with these phrases, we also want to pay attention to how much effort we're putting into them because it's not about fixating on the phrases, holding on to them tightly and sort of forcing the words into our hearts and minds. Rather, it's just lightly resting the attention on the phrases, almost like a whisper. So you might imagine someone you love whispering these phrases to you and then feeling into the heart center and connecting with the energy that those words bring, to you, bring up for you so that you can then offer that same energy to the other person. So as we do this reciting phrases method, there are really three uh, different aspects of the practice that we're trying to keep in balance. There's the phrases, there's our own heart responses, and then there's the image or the felt sense of the other person and a part of our attention is just very lightly monitoring whether perhaps we need to give more attention to one of these aspects or the other. Do we reconnect with the person? Do we emphasize the meaning of the words? Or do we need to tune in more strongly to our own responses? So that overall we're um, creating this balanced sense of ease in the practice. Okay. Okay. Let's give it a try. Talk about <sighs> so, again, just beginning by settling into a comfortable sitting position, sitting or reclining, wherever the body and find some sense of ease, feeling that natural sense of settling, stability, and balance. the support of the ground beneath your feet, your legs, or the body reclining, the support of the cushion or the bench, the chair or the mat beneath you. Just getting that felt sense of the body sitting or reclining. Coming home to the body. In this room, in this moment here and now. Taking a moment just to scan through the body and to notice those places of habitual holding, inviting that to release, to relax. <clears throat> Gently bringing the awareness to the experience of breathing for a few moments. Just that simple knowing that you're breathing in and knowing that you're breathing out. as you're breathing in receiving air receiving health receiving life as you're breathing out softening relaxing releasing what's no longer needed letting go Inviting the body and the heart and the mind to settle, to find some sense of ease and well-being. Then within this state of well-being to whatever degree it's available to you, bringing to mind now the presence of this so-called difficult person. Imagining them here in the room with you today at whatever distance feels appropriate perhaps at the back of the room or in the doorway, perhaps a little bit closer, just sensing into where it feels appropriate to be in the presence of this difficult person. Noticing any responses in your body and heart and mind. Inviting them to soften and release. And reconnecting with the intention to wish this person well. sitting in their presence with as much kindness as you can and orienting the heart-mind to the phrases of metta. May you be safe May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you live with ease. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you live with ease. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you live with ease. Taking a moment just to notice the responses in your own heart center, if necessary, creating a bigger container, making space, and perhaps imagining this so-called difficult person as a baby or as a young child, or at the very end of their life. Reconnecting with the intention of metta and continuing in your own way now to keep offering this well-wishing goodwill and kindness As you continue to sit in the presence of this difficult person, offering them your kindness, your goodwill, or at least your non ill will. Imagining this person opening to and receiving your Metta softening, relaxing, perhaps even smiling. It's possible that this person hasn't received a lot of metta from you or perhaps in their lives more generally. So imagining them now, opening to and letting in your goodwill, seeing them transform, seeing them soften. And taking a moment to reflect that just as they may have been a difficult person for you, so you yourself may have been a difficult person for them. And if not for them, for someone else. Offering this same intention of goodwill, of kindness, of metta, to the difficult aspects of you, yourself. As we continue to sit in the presence of our difficult person, acknowledging the difficulties we have with that person, acknowledging that we too have been difficult people for someone else, This is the human condition. Every one of us at times has been a difficult person. Every one of us has difficult people in our lives. Expanding this metta now to include all human beings all of us, experiencing difficulties and challenges. Just the nature of being human. Expanding this energy of well-wishing now beyond ourselves, beyond our difficult person, including all beings here in the room with you today, all your fellow meditators, also at times experiencing difficulties. Offering and receiving this meta energy. Letting it ripple out and flow to include everyone here in the room with you today. Bringing to mind the faces and the presence of your co meditators. with the wish, may we be safe, may we be healthy, may we be happy, may we live with ease. feeling into this energy of metta, of kindness, expanding out, being offered, being received, and then expanding out now even further to include all beings, All human beings, all non-human beings, all animals, all birds. All fish. All insects. All beings. Everywhere. May we be safe. May we be healthy, may we be happy, may we live with ease. Thank you for your practice. So we have a few minutes now if there are any questions about your practice. Yeah. So the question, the comment was uh, living in an environment, a big city where it feels like the, this attitude of friendliness is not common or perhaps not supported. And yes, this is uh, one of the challenges of this practice is perhaps seeing where we want it to be reciprocal, where we want to have it um, offered back to us, and strengthening that quality so that we can keep offering it, even if we don't get perhaps the response that we would like of validation or recognition or acknowledgement, ultimately we're cultivating this to be unconditional so we might not get that response out there but again this is the benefit of Sangha of coming back to like mind so we can strengthen that warmth so that even when it's not met in the way we'd like it doesn't get extinguished but this is a practice and it doesn't happen immediately and this analogy of the the muscle I remember walking down Broadway in New York City and just trying to flash meta on every person who was coming into my field. And Because there were so many people every now and then, I would miss one, and I'd want to go back, and, oh, wait, wait! (laughs) Because it actually almost felt painful when I was in the flow. And then other times, you know, I'm busy, I have somewhere to go, and it's not so apparent. But just to play with it and to see, how does it feel? Is that... Enough for now. Okay. Yeah. A little bit
1: of a follow-up in that. Is just we live in a society that's so filled with hate right now, mm-hmm. and we see so much hate, and giving unconditional metta to people who are doing hateful things is mm-hmm. very, very hard
0: and tough. Mm-hmm. So the question, the comment was giving unconditional metta to people who've done such hateful things is very hard. And again, keeping in mind that this is not condoning what harmful behavior may have been done. And it might not be that we feel a warm rush of affection, but metta as non-ill will, as okay, this is a human being the actions are not ones I in any way condone, but at the very least, you know, keeping in mind hatred never ceases. By hatred, but by love alone, this is a universal truth. How do I keep orienting towards not condoning the actions, but also not fighting like with like? For for any of us, I think that's the the challenge, and it's not easy, but for me, uh, using those kinds of situations as a kind of a wake-up call to strengthen my own orientation, seeing how much harm is being done, have that really strengthen. I want, in this being, to free myself from that as much as possible, because look at what happens when that is given full reign. So to try and do that flip to bringing it back here because this is what I can have some influence over. I can't necessarily have direct influence on that, but I can keep coming back to my own orientation and values. Mm, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I
1: think we're all mining the same territory. Uh Let's go one step deeper. What if there's someone who's done personal harm to yourself mm-hmm. or your family. Mm-hmm. In my case, uh, my niece was murdered, and mm-hmm. by, it was a domestic violence incident. And so I don't wish ill will mm-hmm. for her murderer. I And I still can do the practice, but occasionally his image flashes, and I feel... Uh, that I can't wish him happiness mm-hmm. or ease, mm-hmm. and my heart feels kind of like the uh, witch when the house lands on her, and you're like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's the struggle with the practice for me.
0: That's, uh, so the comment was in a situation of, of domestic violence where there was a murder of someone in her in this person's immediate family, how to to hold that, and it feels like the practice gets flattened. And I just want to really um, acknowledge that you said there's a capacity for non ill will. That's huge. That under the circumstances, that feels enormous. So again, this idea that this is a progressive development. That's uh, an immense place to be and it's not like we're trying to become everyone's new best friend you know when i was doing this work with the guys in prison sometimes they were saying you know wait a minute this is uh is, is this this doesn't feel right because there was this misunderstanding that meta means i'm meant to cozy up to everyone universally but somewhere in the teachings i read a metaphor Metta doesn't mean that you pick up the snake and kiss it. It's like it has to be underpinned by wisdom, and the wisdom includes ourselves. So the metta also has to include our own well-being. And if we're doing some things that are putting us in harm, either literally or psychologically, we can have respect for the person as a human being, but we don't necessarily want to have a lot of contact, depending on the situation. So just to say I really honor the fact that there's non-ill will, and under the circumstances, for now, that's that's enough. <laughs> Thank you. Behind, yeah. Um, I've been
1: thinking about this question
0: Yeah, so the question, the comment was around the relationship between metta and forgiveness and uh, something about seeing them as separate, which I'm not, not in my own experience, not so sure that that's the, the case. You know, we haven't gone into all four of the Brahma Vaharas yet, kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, and equanimity. But for me, they're all four different flavors of love. And as the you know, we practice them in these separate categories to practice them. But as they develop, they become more and more fluid and just these natural expressions of each other. So, compassion, classically, uh, sorry, forgiveness is compa- uh, traditionally an aspect of compassion practice. But if it's arising naturally, you don't stop it you know, because of no. Right. Right. So forgiveness is helping, metta can help soften the ground of the heart to make the compassion, the forgiveness, more available is what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's definitely the case. And again, it's not something that can be forced. Uh, So again, honoring the truth of our own hurts and our own um, perhaps wounds before we can more genuinely offer the compassion, and the meta is like the healing and the softening that allows that. Is that making sense? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
1: As, as someone said, we're all mining the same territory. And this is, it's just very, the practical aspects of this. Um, someone talked about going out into society and being in the coldness of Boston, which mm-hmm. I can relate to. The larger problem is there are 50 million people that I'm angry at Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's a very hard thing to hold and a very Mm -hmm. unpleasant thing to hold Mm -hmm. and they're not all worthy of the rage that I feel Mm -hmm. so I don't know if you can speak.
0: So for those at the back who might not have heard this person was saying this... uh, in terms of society out there, this sense that there are 50 million people to be angry at and how to hold that. And as I think we have a sense, um, most of us can uh, have some sense of empathy for that feeling. I wonder if I'm trying to sense into whether holding it, this sense of holding it, letting it be, letting it come and go, noticing the pulses of it arising, but also noticing when it's not there, because anger is so intense that for it, it, you know, it doesn't get sustained. It comes with intensity and then it releases. It comes with intensity and then it releases. Because of that intensity, there's a tendency to think, oh, my anger or this anger, and in some way to have it become more solid, but just to know in this moment, wow, and then at some point, a release, and then it comes back, and then a release, So, perforating the cloud of it by recognizing the times when it's not so present, orienting to those as much as the anger itself, bringing in the compassion for yourself because anger is so painful. So, seeing if there can be just that orientation to wow, this is intense, this is the truth of the anger, of the suffering. This is the human response. This is the natural protection mechanism, not fighting it or making it bad, but seeing if it can be surrounded by this orientation to compassion that opens us up more to the whole of the human condition. Is that making some sense? I wish there was um, more, but you know, being here collectively, we can help to hold this together so that individually we don't feel like we're carrying it alone. So just in the responses here in the hall, we hear how many of us are, as we say, mining the same territory. Bearing it together hopefully makes it more bearable. Okay. One more, and then we probably need to finish. So when we started the
1: exercise, I had this thought that um, the person I chose, would which chose someone a little bit too difficult. <laughs> because as I started to offer the phrases, I thought maybe I've been using these intentions to cover up my own That was something that I just kind of kept coming back to during the practice, knowing like I don't want to accept some sort of wrong behavior and I don't want to tell this person you've really hurt me. But then still having no intention. So it's, it was just very confusing and I, I switched back and forth between offering myself compassion and offering this person compassion. But there's this big need to like
0: tell them and then also protect others mm-hmm. from being hurt. So the, the comment, the reflection was working with someone difficult and perhaps beginning to see the ways that meta might have been used to kind of, in a way, um, getting a sense of keep a distance from having been hurt. Does that feel accurate? Right. So there's the, in a way, rationalizing what the person was doing, not acknowledging one's own hurt in there, and how to find this balance between genuinely offering um, metta and compassion, and at the same time, honoring one's own truth. And... Again, you know, there are no easy answers, but this is part of the exploration. This is part of the insight that comes when we do these practices to see more, more clearly and to keep exploring what might be an appropriate response. And the more we can be in touch with our own hearts, our own truths, the better chance we have of coming up with a skillful response. <coughs> So it might be that there is a choice to express some of that. But having sat with it, felt into it, explored it, um, brought in the self-compassion, brought in perhaps some forgiveness or self-forgiveness, then from that place, making the choice to speak, I'm trusting might have a very different outcome than just how it might have been before the retreat, for example. So, just an encouragement to to keep being with the confusion, to keep seeing if you can explore all these different aspects of it, as you're doing with with kindness. Thank you. Okay.
1: So today, uh,
0: just. Continuing, if it feels, um, if this working with a difficult person feels uh, useful, if it feels like um, too much of an edge, again, taking this strategic withdrawal and going back to where it um, comes more easily. When that feels stable, you can, with this metaphor of filling the next pool of the waterfall, Take it to the neutral person again and then once that feels strong, moving on to the difficult person.